Amen. Wow. I am sure that if we were to ask Paul, that he would tell you he was not in a good place. This is prior to salvation. This is prior to him being saved by Jesus Christ. How many of us can relate to that? How many of us were in a bad place? How many of us were lost? How many of us were in a place of darkness, a place of hopelessness, a place of despair? I know I was. I know I was before I got to Teen Challenge. I was completely lost in addiction. I was completely angry against God and the church because I had legalism preached into me from a young age and I could never add up. I was always under the law and I could never live up to it because the law always said, Steve, you fall short. And then when I came to know Jesus at the ministry of Teen Challenge, he set me free from that. Aren't you thankful? God is amazing. He has a plan for your life and we all need a savior. Amen. I'm so glad that Jesus came. I'm so glad. And I'm sure that if you were to ask Paul, he was at that time breathing threats and murder against the believers, against us, people going to church. He thought he was doing absolutely the right thing. But friends, he was absolutely wrong. Isn't that amazing how he gets so stuck in something? But yet we need a savior. And so I want to share with you a bit today about that scripture because you know what really jumped off the page to me when I was studying that? We've heard lots of sermons on the conversion of Saul and the bright light, and I thank God for that as he was on that road because that happened to many of us and it happened to me in a different way. But when the light came on, when the scales fell off his eyes, he became to know Jesus and he became to know that what, how the life he was living was not the way that he should live, but in fact, he needed to turn and do something for God. So I'm so thankful for Ananias. I'm so thankful. I want to challenge each person here today. If you are born again, if you are saved, what are you doing for God? Because what if Ananias wasn't there? What if Ananias didn't hear from God? What if he heard from God and he didn't go? Friends, you have neighbors, you have people in your community who need you. Did you know? So thank God for Ananias. And I want to challenge each one of you, if you are saved, if you have Jesus Christ in your heart, we get to be Ananias to someone. Amen? What a wonderful thing. And you see, I was in church for many years, and regrettably, I was only a church attender. But friends, there are a few disciples. And so I believe that each one of you here today and whoever's listening to me, that God wants you to be a disciple. That God is not enough to come to church. Yes, we're not saved by what we do, friends. I'm not saying that. We're saved by grace. Amen? But we get to serve God. We get to go in our communities. We get to shovel our neighbor's driveway. We get to do these things because of what God did in our hearts. And I'm so thankful for that. So we're not going to focus on the conversion of Saul. We're going to see as a man that was, uh, his heart was right before God. He was listening. He was in the scriptures. He was a disciple and how he received from God, how he did what God told him as a result of a vision. And he went to this house. Can you imagine? That must have been a stretch for him. And he even said, God, I've heard about him. I heard this is the man that has persecuted other believers. 
And yet you want me to go to him? He had fear. How is that? I can relate to that, can you? Has God told you before? Believer, Christian, go see your neighbor. Go stop your vehicle. Buy the person in front of you McDonald's or get them a meal. Invite them to your house. But yet sometimes I know, and I'm not alone, that sometimes I say, you know, not today. Or I'm too busy. Sometimes I don't obey God. And friends, we need to obey God. We don't hear many messages anymore about obedience, but we need to obey. Because God works powerfully when we obey. Amen? Wow. If Ananias hadn't gone, you ever thought? What if he hadn't gone? What if he hadn't gone? We know what the result of the ministry of Paul was powerful. We're reading today from the scriptures, from the letters that he wrote, and it transforms our lives because it's a true, unadulterated word of God. And if he hadn't gone, oh, I was thinking about this this week, Steve. Many times I have asked you to go. You haven't gone, Christian. You don't know what that person on the side of the street, on that bench, who's dirty, who's drinking out of a brown bag. You don't know the powerful ministry that God has for them. We need to go. And because of that, oh, I'm so, I'm so amazed. I marvel at God's scripture. Don't you? In my life, I don't have the time today. But I marvel that God would use someone like me who is in a basement who was high on cocaine, who was completely lost to preach a perfect gospel. How amazing is that? And some of you know that I am blown away by that. I'm humbled by that. And I love to preach God's word because I know that my Savior liveth. I know. Wow. And there was a disciple. All those words jumped off a page at me. And there was a disciple in Dryden. There was a disciple in Damascus. And his name was Ananias. Wow. And I want each one of you to reflect right now on the Ananiases in your life. Who was it for you? Maybe you didn't even realize it until now that you're thinking about, thank God for that man or woman of God. Thank God for that sermon. Thank God for that person who prayed for me. Thank God for my grandmother, my grandfather, who always read to me the word of God. And that's what my mom and dad were to me. My dad translated the Bible into Ojibwe. Always reading the Bible. My mom would always sing when she'd wash the dishes and serve. They're still serving God. My dad's almost 80 years old. And you know what? He's not doing that good health with his health. But he told me, son, read your Bible. Amen. So I'm so glad that there was a disciple, aren't you? I'm so glad. And for me, there was a gentleman. I have many of them, but one who stuck out in my mind when I was preparing this sermon was a gentleman by the name of Bill Samard. And when I was completely hopeless, and when I was completely broken, I had tried other programs. I tried to get sober. God sent Bill Samard. God sent me an Ananias. Amen. 
and he came, and he went over the materials with Teen Challenge with me. He encouraged me. He spoke into my life. He said, Steve, I believe in you. God has a plan for you. Wow. What a man of courage. What a man of boldness. He didn't know me. He absolutely didn't know me. He could have said, not today. You know what? I'm going to go for a coffee. I'm going to do all these things because we get so busy, friends. And if we're too busy to hear from God, if we're not in his word, if we're, we're, we can't pray, if we don't pray now, how are we going to stay later when things get really hard? If we're not fasting now, if we're running his word now, how are we going to stand later? The truth is we're not. Disciples go. Disciples are called. Wow. Thank God for Bill Samard. And thank God for Ananias. What if he didn't go? What if, what if Bill didn't come see me? Where would I be? Saul, who turned to be the Apostle Paul, became undoubtedly one of the most greatest history's servants of God in history. Amen? He did. All because somebody went to him. All because someone listened to God and obeyed. Church, when we come to church, we get to go after, and we get to be a light in our community. What would happen if we laid aside all of the man-made doctrines? What would happen if we got into God's Word and we actually went? Our communities would see revival. But we're too busy. Christian, we're all in the same. We've all missed the mark on this. But I want to urge you today, urge you that God has a ministry for you. There's people around you that he wants you to speak to. For the preachers, we need to preach. Amen? For the people we have around you, you're in your school, you're a janitor, you're at home, you can't get off your couch, you have a health issue, you can pray. You can pick up the phone. There's always something that we can do for God. Disciples are devoted. See, Ananias was in a state where he could hear from God. I read a stat that 90% of Christians, 90% of believers, spend less than five minutes a day in their Bible. Friend, that was me too at one point in time. And I don't say that out of judgment, but a disciple is in God's word, you see? This is what cleanses us. This is what renews us. This is what gives us discernment. And if we know what's coming, and friends, we know what's coming, and I would love to preach a message on that. The night is coming. If we know that it's coming, and if we believe the scriptures is true, shouldn't we go? The signs are all around us. Let's do something for God. When we do something for God, miracles happen. And I don't have the time today. But I want to tell you about a story. When I was in Winkler, I was at the, serving at the Ministry of Teen Challenge here for three years. And one day, every morning before we opened the store, the staff and our volunteers, we pray. And 
I heard the door open while we were in prayer, and I opened my eyes, and a guy who was beaten up, he had blood on him, he just looked terrible, he had been up for days. I knew he was a drug addict. He sat down on the chair, and I don't know what it was, but the Holy Spirit came upon us at that moment. I went over to him, and I prayed for him. His eyes were wobbly, his knees were shaky, and in that moment, the Lord came and, and touched that man, and his eyes were absolutely straight. He was focused. His legs stopped shaking. And the Lord told me, Steve, I want you all day to stand by this door. And I want you to ask every single person that comes in the Adult Teen Challenge thrift store if they have a personal relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't even me that was operating that day, you see, because I'm a broken person. But I was just willing. I said, Lord, come, please. People are lost. And in that moment, in that day by noon, six people, six people at the front of the thrift store opened their heart to Jesus. And I got to pray with them. That's all because, and I give myself no credit, because I miss the mark. I make mistakes. But that day, through grace, because of God's love, I was able to say, okay, I'm going to obey you. And God showed me what can happen in that moment. So Christian... Obey. Six people in one day. And God spoke to me after, Steve, how many days? How many days don't you obey? So I'm asking God, grow me in grace. Grow me in knowledge so that I can serve you each day. And if you don't have a desire... If you don't have a desire desire in your heart to be a witness in some way, maybe you're lukewarm. Maybe. And I don't say that to hammer you, to be hard. But what about you? Are you serving God with all of your heart? This scripture is full of stories about people who are wholehearted for God. Wholehearted. I marvel at the fact that Solomon, the wisest man in the history, it says, at one point in time in his life, he was on his knees, hands outstretched to God, but yet at the end of his life, he turned from God. He wasn't wholehearted. We come to church, we go to sleep, we don't absolutely receive what God is trying to tell us. I've been there, church friends. Let's be disciples. Let's be an Ananias to someone this week. And if we need to recalibrate, we need to get back on track with God. That's okay, because today could be the day that we do that. I'm going to end with a story. I've got a lot more to say, but I can't because of time. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to many of you right now. Church, many church attenders, but few disciples. Do you want to be used by God? Do you? Do you want to serve God with all of your heart? Because if we're not wholehearted, I can promise you, church, Myself too, Steve, if you're not wholehearted, you'll never stand with what's coming. We need to be in the scriptures now. We need to be fasting now and praying now. It's true. 
The Bible lays out what's coming. We can be absolutely assured that's going to come to pass. So if you want to recalibrate, friends, I was in southern Manitoba for about three and a half years. And before we got there, a local man said, when Teen Challenge comes here, there's so many churches there, almost on every block. There's going to be mentors, women and men of God who are lined up to mentor and to befriend a graduate of Teen Challenge. You're just longing to serve in some way, just longing to serve God. Well, I was there three years, and almost every Sunday when I preach, I would beg, I would plead, we need mentors. We need someone who has a heart for these people who are struggling. After three years, you know how many we have? Two. And I cry out to God, where is the people? Because the Bible says, it talks about how the workers are few. But I thank God for disciples. And I believe that every one of you, God wants you to be his disciple. He has a powerful ministry for you. And I want to challenge each one of you today, and myself included. As God challenged me this week, he said, Steve, be an Ananias to someone. So this week, each one of you, no matter how young, no matter how old, I'm going to challenge you. Be Ananias to somebody. Serve God. Blow the dust off your Bibles. Let's spend time with him. What would he do? We have salvation. We should all be rejoicing right now and say amen. Lord, have mercy on us. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to believe that the Holy Spirit, and I know is here, and he is convicting some of us right now in this moment. Lord, I ask that you would come into this church in a powerful way, and you would smote all of our spirits, that we wouldn't be lukewarm Christians, that we would be absolutely on fire for you, because Paul, after he experienced your salvation, after he experienced a touch from you, he immediately went and started preaching the gospel, the Bible says. So he had an urgency. He had a desire to serve you. Oh, God, I pray that some of us right now would recalibrate and to honestly ask ourselves, God, are you number one? So while every head is bowed right now, Ask yourself, is God my number one priority? And if he isn't, that's okay. Because today, God wants to use you. He wants you to make a declaration in your heart that He he's going to use you and he wants you to be his disciple. Amen? So acknowledge that in your heart with all heads bowed. If anyone has the boldness, no one else will see. You want to raise your hand. You want to be used mightily for God. Raise your hand in this moment. Thank you. 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 Wow. There's some disciples here. Amen. Praise God. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that tonight for people maybe who are unsure Maybe we've gotten cold. Maybe we're sleeping. God, that you would wake us up. That you would wake us up with urgency tonight to show us that you want us to be an Ananias. That you have a great plan for us. 
that you want us to be your disciples, God. And I thank you for the people who had the courage to raise their hand. I pray, God, that you would come upon them mightily. I pray, God, that they would have a thirst and desire for righteousness. Lord, give us clean hands and a pure heart, I pray. And I thank you for the worship team, those disciples. Praise God. Thank you, God, for the people in the church. Lord, bring people, I pray, that full gospel will be full in Jesus' name. Because the people of full gospel will go and be disciples to every person that they come across this week. Next Sunday would be full, God, in Jesus' mighty name. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for challenging us today. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank God for the Ananiases in our life. And help us, Lord, to be like that in every situation. And we give thanks and we give glory to you for this word. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm not sure if I should hand it over uh, to anyone at this moment. But just so you guys know, I'm happy to talk with anybody. I want to talk with you. I want to pray with you so that we would do something for God. So that we would go forward from here. Now the church begins for you. Now it begins when we walk out those doors. Praise God.